This is Jason Cast. This is Scott Nearman. We are MP Local, where we want you to know that you are not alone. I tell you what, Scott, this business is not easy. It has its own unique challenges. This is not about bottom line only. This is not about profit only. We're about mission and changing communities in the nonprofit world. And that is why we started this podcast called MP Local. Hey, 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 and welcome to MP Local Podcast, where you are not alone. I'm Jason Cass. And I'm Scott Nearman. And we are here for you. And you're not alone. Hey, Scott, uh, to us, it's been a while. To yes, the sir. person listening, you probably just rolled on to the next podcast, or maybe it was in the last day or week. And we appreciate you being a local listener. Really, really, truly do. I don't know if you're watching this on YouTube. Maybe you don't know, but you can also find this on YouTube so you can watch it during the day. And also maybe you can just share it with your staff. Um, Or you can also find us out there on Spotify, Google, or wherever you found us or wherever there's a podcast played. Good chance you're going to find us here at MP Local Podcast, and we greatly appreciate you. Seems like a while, but it hasn't been too long, has it, Scott? Well, we're always always thinking about this if we're not uh, recording one, right? That's exactly right. It's been a you little are while. definitely right about that. So to keep it the way we do, bust out as many nuggets as we can, as much as cast talks, we gotta start as <laughs> soon as we can. So today, what we are going to be talking about, and you may have read it before you hit play, is completing your charting. Completing your chart. It's called charting impact, and it's actually something that Scott brought to our attention when we were helping another client. And I thought to myself, Scott, when we're using this with them, we need to be using this um, with other people. And to be just clear as can possibly be, this is not something that we have used a lot. So we're not experts in it. But uh, using some of our background and understanding your business as a local listener, an MP local listener, I think we can help you with it. So, Scott, I kind of want you to to take it from here and kind of guide us through exactly what this is, how you found it, and what we should do with it. Sure, sure. This is a resource, again, uh, from my files, from Scott's files, uh, that is uh, produced by some organizations that I hope our listeners have heard of before. Uh, Even if there are business folks on here, donors, uh, you're probably familiar with a few of these leading national uh, nonprofit kind of advocacy and uh, uh, transparency organizations. And that is the Better Business Bureau has a charitable arm, the Wise Giving Alliance. Uh, then there's GuideStar. GuideStar is often where uh, savvy donors know where to go download a Form 990 that uh, charities have filed okay. with the IRS. And Independent Sector, which is a voice for all of the sector uh, based in Washington, D.C. And they came together and they crafted um, what I think our listeners will find to be uh, pretty uh, straightforward and simple questions, but things that we probably mm-hmm. don't articulate adequately for our donors. I agree. So I thought it was pretty useful. Absolutely. Very practical. And so it's a short mm-hmm. document, um, and, but some introductory. And, and we're going to, just so you know, if you didn't look, if you go to our website, uh, mplocalpodcast.com, um, if you go there, 
uh, in the show notes of this, we will put a link to this document. So sorry to cut you off there, Scott, sure. but I wanted them to know that. So in case you're listening to this right now at your desk, jump over there and grab that, mplocalpodcast.com. Go ahead, Scott. So the, the project that these organizations worked on is called Charting Impact. And what they're trying to do is to help organizations have a framework for uh, telling the story of their organization, what they do, um, how they go about that business, and why they're different from others. Why does your organization deserve uh, someone's attention and funding? And so they developed this with input from nearly 200 organizations. And it's just really a simple framework for strategic thinking, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. I've been using this with a client um, for uh, consulting on around the area of strategic planning. And, uh, you know, these are natural questions that any leader and organization should ask themselves. So I thought we could walk through those questions and talk about why this is important. And why it is. Before you get to the first question, something you said, Scott, that I just wanted to just wanted to unpack here just for 20 seconds was why it's important to separate yourself. I was talking the other day with a, um, a, um, a woman abuse shelter, and I'm talking with an executive director of a nonprofit who was the, the, the woman abuse shelter was there, and I didn't know what she did. And I said to her, I said, um, hey, I understand that you're an executive director, and I assume of some nonprofit or social service, what do you do? And she said, oh, well, um, we help uh, battered women as a place, you know, that they can go to for safety and refuge, get back on their feet or whatever. And I was like, oh, so you, uh, so I guess you're a woman abuse shelter. And she was like, she was like, no, that's not what we do. And then she started to explain all these other things that she did. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you're just not a woman abuse shelter because I insure a lot of those. And those are just you're actually something else. Where I'm going with that is, is you may not just be someone who helps the disabled. Right. You may not be someone who is just um, just someone who helps people find their faith. You may not be someone who helps seniors. You do a lot more than that, right? And you need, and even if you don't do more, why you over the other senior agency? What's the difference? Oh, well, the difference is we do in-home visits where the other ones don't do in-home visits. Doesn't mean the other one's bad, but it's important for me as the person asking the question to know what that difference is. Right. So, there we go. Right. And and I think we've talked before on these episodes about uh, the uh not just the uniqueness of the nonprofit sector, but the, the breadth and the depth of organizations. It's important in, in this explosion of, of the creation of the nonprofit world since the 60s or so. Not that mm -hmm. nonprofit associations haven't been around a long time, but, but this explosion with the baby boomer generation and, and our, uh, our generation, Jason, and those younger than us who want to change the world, um, there's so many nonprofits being created every day. You've got to stand out. You've got to show what I think most donors are looking for is impact. In the mm -hmm. nonprofit world, what is the return on investment? When I give you a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars, what's your what's Makes my sense. return? Well, my return has to be communicated to me in some fashion as a donor. But I'm looking mm -hmm. for impact in my community, right? That's why we call this NP local. We're looking at every local community uh, that's possibly mm -hmm. listening uh, and what they have in common as as we go about nonprofit work. Mm -hmm. So charting impact uh, are really five simple questions and and as you write these up uh, this becomes an impact report that you can use and for each organization you know it encourages strategic thinking um, you can use this in strategic planning and goal setting and, and where you don't have a firm answer to these questions 
as something for your board and, and leadership to really dive into and think about um, what we do. So with no further ado, I like, I like, uh, so have you, you've went on to one, what is the organization aiming to accomplish right. or is that where you're starting? Yeah, let's, let's jump right into it. That's the first question. Mm-hmm. And so how do you state, you know, what is your elevator speech? How do you state that vision of the future that your organization would like to see? Remember from a past episode, vision is about the future. It's about what is yet to be. Uh, so what are you trying to do? And then of course, that's closely related with mission and how uh, you're exactly uh, going about that business. And long-term success, right? I like how That's they right. backtrack this. It says here, if someone's unfamiliar with our work, uh, where they read this, would they have a clear definition of what long-term success means for my organization? Right. So sometimes when you're trying to think of that mission, do that backwards, right? What is long-term success for us, right? What is that? Well, we have a food pantry that, okay, our food pantry helps Madison County. And our goal is to help the five counties that touch us, right? That's long-term success to us. Okay. Well, then that can be part of the mission statement, right? Our mission is to help feed those who um, don't even realize they need, they have good nutrition. And our job is to help and impact our region, right? I'm not saying that's your mission statement, but now that's helping us form what that mission statement looks like. Good conversation conversation to have, right? And mm-hmm. and this document talks about why this is important. If you can't articulate those long-term goals, how are you going to help others understand that mission or your intended outcomes, right? Uh, right. We all have you to have, have to that. delegate, so you need other people. Yep. And, and we always have to have that stump speech or that elevator speech ready as we encounter folks. You know, I was on a, uh, mm-hmm. on a leadership uh, cohort this morning, um, in a zoom and and you know there was a lady on there i hadn't met yet and i said hey tell me tell me what you do where are you based at and so uh real quick she gave me her elevator speech and so i've got at least a mental picture of what right. she does in that organization i don't understand there all of go. it but i've got a, an understanding as you mentioned of of that general goal mm-hmm. so your response to this question what is your organization aiming to accomplish is the foundation for everything else we're going to discuss Right. Correct. That's where mission comes in. That's why that's always the starting point for strategic thinking and planning. And you also hit it on something. I won't stay long, but the, the, the point of the organization and its impact, yes, is to help people in society and local people know what to do or, or what who you are, why they should give, the impact you're going to give. But think of what you're doing, and I think this is where you're going to go a little bit, Sky, to all you local listeners out there of what this does to your employees. You can't do this alone, so you know you're going to have to delegate. So having knowing what the impact is is the story you're not only going to tell to your um people you serve, but also to those who are serving those people, your employees, which are our greatest asset. New employee training, new board member orientation. This is the starting point, and this is how you recruit them in the first place, right? That's right. Oh, good point. Mm -hmm. So number two, then, second question out of five, what are your strategies for making this happen? That main thing we were just talking about, what are the strategies? How do you describe how you go about business? This is where it gets into your programs. You know, if you think in terms of an outline, like we all learned in grade school, you're going to write a little essay question. You know, what's your main idea and what are your three supporting uh, bullet points? What they call that in grade school, power writing, or I don't know what they do today. Something like that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And so what are the program areas and how do you 
group those together? How do you uh, package uh, what it is that you do? And this is, you know, think about uh, right now, my organization's uh, redesigning our brochures, updating those materials, and then that'll, of course, translate into a substantial website update. And Mm -hmm. you think about that outline or that main page that you want on a website or the you open the brochure and you've got certain dot points. What are those dot points on how you do business? Mm -hmm. So those are, you know, near term activities. Those are building blocks. Um, As I said, those are kind of program and packaged um, activities and strategies. Why is this important? This this articulates your strategic approach as an organization, a donor. Who, who understands your industry, who understands the goal you're going after. You use the example, Jason, of food insecurity uh, and food mm-hmm. pantries. A donor savvy to that world, um, one, of the, one of the funders that I know is, is out there for food pantries is Kroger Foundation, right? Um, these grocery stores, if they have a surplus inventory, they have no reason to sit on that and let it go bad. They want to get that to people in need. Good point. Uh, Kroger Good point. has a big program with that. Uh, and as we've said before, they're not paying me to say that by any means. But, uh, you know, those folks understand. If you want to call and help us out, just with Kroger, feel free to give me a call. <laughs> but but absolutely, those organizations or those funders are going to know that issue, right? Because they're in the food mm-hmm. business. And so they're going to look at your strategies and decide if you have some of the correct strategies or best practices in the field. So, But to articulate those to the average donor is so important because your average donor may not understand the issues associated and, and how you tackle Very those true. problems. Moving Very quickly, important. anything you want to add, Jason, to that? No, 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 no. I'm listening to everything that you're saying, and it, it's right on. There's not much to add. You're on. So so just moving quickly for these uh, little 20-minute uh, nuggets that we'd like to produce. The third question is, what are your organization's capabilities for doing these things. And I think here businesses have a commonality in that we have to be realistic. That's okay? right. We have to be realistic. Doesn't mean that we throw, don't throw a couple goals out there that are kind of like, well, that's pretty wild. Okay. But not every goal is like that. But what are your capabilities for doing this with technology, with staff, with outsourcing if you have to the services that you need to provide is it possible to provide those you can have the funding for that i think it's important to be realistic and that is one thing that's great with a lot of social services even for you new executive directors cfos anybody who's listening to this is that your 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 service has more than likely a history you can see where it's coming from and you can be able to look at that and it's important to look back to say, did we use our capabilities correctly? Did we overgo a play in some places and less in the others going forward? I think this is important. I don't. I think this is important of, of business where people aren't realistic. Well, we're going to do this much, raise this much money and we'll have 10 more people working here. Well, let's worry about the next donor and the next employee we're going to hire. Let's look at our capabilities, you know? That's right. Well, and realistic is part of the SMART goal acronym, right? Uh, realistic goals. Uh, I'll never forget mm-hmm. working for a startup one time, and the first year goal was a million dollars or $1.5 million, and the organization had no history in the community. That was not a goal that I set. That was one that others set for me. And and so you need to be right. realistic in what you are staffing with, all those things that you mentioned, your 
Uh, also, you know, the beginning of strategic planning being that internal assessment, strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. of the organization and the staff mm-hmm. and the board and the expertise within the organization. That internal capability is important, but we also don't want to overlook external partnerships that can make things happen. It's very true. Why is this very important? You know, your capabilities have to be aligned with those goals uh, because this directly affects the resource allocations you make. Uh, in fact, in my organization, we just approved the fiscal year 22 budget in a meeting uh, last night. And so, you know, your budget is sh- or should be reflective of the investments you intend to make to get to your goals, right? It's it's mm-hmm. a resource allocation that's both people and, and dollars. So you want to list that's it strategically, right. uh, uh, sorry, manage it strategically and, uh, and consider what you have and and what's realistic. If you're a food pantry out there, once again, going back to it, are you investing in the things that are going to help you get to those four or five surrounding carrier, or, um, uh, counties. Uh, counties, you know, are you going to, are you out there, are you using resources to locate where the biggest need is, right? Just not in the town or the county, but where at in the county and in the town, are you using those uh, resources? Maybe that takes some consulting, but yet you're over here investing in something else that's probably, maybe you look at it and go, you know, if we cut 600 there and 500 there and 300 here, which aren't part of our new long-term goals, we now can afford to assess where we can make our biggest impact, right? Those kind of things. That's a billing, dealing with inside of your capabilities. Sure. <clears throat> so question four, uh, how will your organization know if you are making progress? This is where you really start to get into, into impact, right? You're, you're assessing uh, leading up to this question many different things and you need to articulate those things to supporters to as we've said board and staff as you onboard uh, but what are the key indicators that you're going to benchmark yourself against is it another organization uh, your national network your state network that has um, the average of, of what organizations like yours are doing either near you or in a geographic region like you or serving a demographic mm-hmm. uh, that you serve or is it um some goals that you've set internally. Maybe your indicators are very, very specific to your organization and your community. But whatever those are, remember that's a good part of a strategic plan is to not only have some goals written down on paper and stick it on the shelf, but you're going to talk about in that process who's in charge of these goals and what's our timeline and what is that indicator. So you've either done this through strategic planning or starting with the charting impact outline and this framework you start to talk about that if you haven't. And and trust me, organizations small and large can do this. This is not such a sophisticated thing that maybe one of your board members, uh, your director as an executive director and a leader that you can come up with as you educate yourself on the issues you're addressing, or that a consultant, uh, many times you want that outside voice, but that a consultant could uh, research or, um, or certainly help you come up with. So, Scott, before we go on to number five, to all you local listeners, this is the last one, but I want to let you know that we like to get practical. So part two of this will be completing your chart impact report to where we're going to take some stuff and we'll help you kind of prepare it 
means we're going to walk you through what that would look like. Maybe what's that look like in your industry? Um, I don't know your specific industry, but we'll give you a generalization and we might pick out a few. You know, write and review. What's that look like? Well, how does it go? How do we laying this out? Or how do we review this? How do we get um, buy-in in this? And then keeping it simple. And so Scott and I will break down that in part two. But I just wanted to let you know that. But let's get back on to the last question, which was what have and what haven't you accomplished so far? Now, the only thing I want to add to that is that says kind of what I said back, I think, on two or three. You, you have to be able to realize what your long-term goals are. You can look back at what you have done. Was it successful? And where are we going and where we need to invest in? Um, it says here you can demonstrate recent progress towards your long-term goals by describing how your near-term objectives are propelling your organization towards your ultimate intended impact. Here's one thing I'll end with, and then I want you to kick it over. We're going to go a little bit over, and I apologize. Anybody who plays golf, when you're aimed straight ahead and you've got the pin or you're aiming 300 yards out, you don't look to hit it 300 yards out. You stand behind the ball and you look and see where the ball is going to go, and you pick something out that's in between you. And then you aim at that, and that will eventually get your long-term goal. Same thing here. We're looking at close and near right. objectives of what we've done and what we could do to project our long-term results. There we go. Turn sure. it over to you, Scott, to add to that, and then we'll close it up. Well, I'll just wrap it up. You know, th this particular question is, uh, an, I mean, this whole exercise is an opportunity for the organization to reflect something that we don't mm -hmm. take enough time for, something that we have to do. It's a way to improve morale and, and get in that positive mindset for planning uh, by talking about your recent successes. Um, this is an area that I fall short constantly. You know, we may we mm -hmm. may make a goal, we may exceed a goal, we may knock something off the list, but to pause and to celebrate that and to reflect upon the learnings from that is so important. Um, so it's important to think about uh, when, when we get to that what's next part of the question, you know, mm -hmm. what risks and obstacles are out there um, and, and how are we going to get to that next level, to that that next, uh, I don't know, I, I, Jason, I don't think you probably hit many hole-in-ones, right? It's an incremental no. approach and you got to get to the next step. Approach. So that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And you know, what's amazing is every step you take in this incremental journey, if you compare it to golf, there's a club that you use every time knowing what that next step is. And that's how you can do in performing and preparing this type of impact. Scott, I appreciate Great. all your knowledge. It's fantastic. And we want to let you know that we do what we do because we do it for you here at MP Local Podcast, where my name is Jason Cass. And I'm Scott Nierman. And we want you to know that you are not alone. See you later. <laughs>